0: Act 1
1: The men of Athens are muttering to one another under their breath. The normal, boisterous shouts have given way to the silence reserved for a sacred ceremony. The room, the same one used for meals, has been cleared of tables. The long benches have been repurposed for the jurors, as they are being called. The maids have done their best, but there was little time between breakfast and the start of the trial. One man is sitting in a pool of meat juices. His clothes will reek of it later, but for now he hasn't noticed. And when he does well, there's a maid for that too. Some of them think to last night, when they saw the defendant "'Cheering and drinking with the others, "'Stretching out his legs at the table, "'As if he had not a care in the world. "'And what should he have to fear from this court of men? "'There is only her word against his. "'What man has not witnessed the malice of a jealous woman? "'And she is not a woman like other women. "'Daughter of a king?' sister of a monster, a princess of Crete. All have heard stories of the women of Crete. Outside, there is a shuffling of feet. The men straighten in their seats, nudge their neighbors. Heads turn expectantly towards the door. She is coming. It begins. Crete,
0: Phaedra. I was eight years old when I first heard about my mother's reputation, although I didn't understand what I was hearing then. We were outside the palace and I was trailing behind Ariadne and mother. Even at 11 or 12, Ariadne was already as tall as most women and I dawdled behind, watching their legs move in time. Their long, auburn hair swished down to their hips. And I longed for the time when I would be as lithe and elegant as they were. I cannot recall now where we were going. I do remember that my father was away, and we were surrounded by soldiers and guards. Men with long spears who wouldn't even look at me out here in the open. Although when we were in the palace, they would often smile at me offer me a suite if my mother wasn't looking, and tell me about the little girls they had left at home. They never told Ariadne such things, even though she was far prettier than me. Ariadne turned back and glared at me. Keep up, Phaedra! My mother paused and turned. It was uncanny how much they resembled one another. Their hazel eyes shining in the sun, their skin tanned and glowing, as though my sister was not my mother's daughter, but her own self again, preserved in time. Perhaps that was when I first realized that all the growing in the world was never going to turn pale, plump little me into a beauty like my mother and my sister. Phaedra, you are walking very slowly. Do you need one of the guards to carry you back to the palace? I'm sure Mother said it out of concern, but even now I can feel the bolt of humiliation that shot through me at the thought of being carried through the palace gates like a sack of grain, bundled up in the arms of a guard. Ariadne smirked. I shook my head, resolute. No, Mama. Then do keep up, please. She turned around again and began to walk once more but the distraction had been enough to attract some peasants working in a field, who came to stare at us, their jaws slack. I wasn't afraid. What could peasants do to us? We were surrounded by no less than eight armed men, every one of whom had placed his right hand on his sword or spear. We were royalty. Nothing could touch us. And then one of the peasants called out something, I didn't understand what he'd said, I'd never heard the word before.